Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Tunes and Tales podcast. I'm your host, Jay. Thanks for joining me on another episode. As always, if this is your first time, oops, sorry, hold on. If this is your first time here, if it's on purpose, if it's by accident, somebody told you to come listen or watch, welcome. I appreciate it. Thanks for checking us out. Hope you stay a while. Uh, if this is not your first time here and you're tuning in again, appreciate you for, you know, supporting. Appreciate you for being here. Appreciate, appreciate you for trying to help grow the podcast, trying to make it something. You know what I mean? And yeah, I love y'all, man. <laughs> Fucking love y'all, man. Um, Shit, look at me getting texts and shit. This is rude. I'm sorry. All right. Um, fuck. I got distracted. My bad. Let's do the notes. If you're checking us out and you want to support, you know, follow us on social media. You can find us at Instagram and TikTok at Tunes and Tales Pod. Again, that's Tunes and Tales Pod. You'll see it right here. Also, you can find us at Twitter or X at Tunes and Big Ass and Tunes and Tales Pod. You'll see it right here again. Also, we're on Facebook at Tunes and Tales Podcast. If you are watching and you want to listen to the podcast, so if you when you listen to the podcast, we actually put the songs that we talk about in the in those episodes. You can't do it on YouTube, you know, copyright reasons. Um, but if you want to listen to the podcast, you'll see all the sources, podcast platforms right here that you can go listen to the podcast on. So that's, you know, Apple, Spotify, all the major ones. No big deal. Also, if you hear today any of the stories, any of the episodes, and you think you have a song and story you want to share, just email us at tunesandtalespod at gmail.com. Again, right there. Send those in and we'll share them on the podcast. All right, let's get into today's guest. Today's guest is uh, he's a rapper. He's a musician, he's an artist, he's a producer. He is one of my favorite rappers. He's a up-and-coming local rapper trying to make it. Trying. He's a part of the grind, you know, he's trying to get to that next level of his career. Uh, he currently has a new single out called Fort Dimension. Um, you can find it on Apple iTunes, I mean Apple Music. You can find it on Spotify, you can find it. Wherever you listen to music, YouTube, wherever you find your music or, or digest your music, you'll find it there. Uh, again, the single is called Fourth Dimension. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast, Zay. So what, was, what were you doing last night? Last night, man, they got this little uh, spot in the city, bro. It's called uh, Spigot River Brewery. And mm-hmm. um, I performed there. I do a bunch of shows and shit. I just did a show there last weekend. And um, I always pull up there for food, bro. They had they had a little taco truck. I pulled up, grabbed some tacos. But every single time I do that, I end up stumbling. <laughs> I, I leave stumbling, bro, sideways. Even more than tacos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, way more than tacos. Oh, bro. that's dope, though. But thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. 
Thank you for having me, bro. No problem. All right. So if you want, we can dive right into it. Um, what's the, I mean, I know, but what's the memory or, or moment you want to share on today's podcast? Yeah, man. So, so when I was a kid, um, and you know, a lot of people could probably relate to this, you know, mm-hmm. we were kids, uh, especially if you grew up in the hood, yeah. you know, um, yeah. you outside at night playing manhunt or cops and robbers and shit, just running around <laughs> right, right. the whole neighborhood type shit, you know? So, um, I remember doing that a lot, like frequently and run, you know, you're tired, bro. Like you've been running around, man. And then you go inside the crib to grab a drink or something. Right. And, um, and I just remember my mom would always be in the corner, just bumping some fly shit, bro. Right. Yeah. With yeah. the lights off. And it's just, it was just always a vibe, man. It just, you can feel the energy of the music in the room. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's, let's dive into, I feel like, so there's two parts to this, to this memory, or we can call it a moment. Uh, I feel yeah. like it's two parts to this. So how was it with your childhood and friends? So did you have a lot of friends or was it like a close group of friends or? Yeah, definitely. Um, It was, it was a bunch of, I was always a fly on the wall. I was always a kid who was kind of in the cut, quiet type shit. But they'd always like drag me and loop me in, like, yo, pull up, pull up, kick kick it with us type shit. Were you the uh, classic, classic introvert? Hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. And, and it was a bunch of different type of type of kids too, you know. Um it it was fire, man. It was it was a close knit. I would say it was probably like ten of us type shit. But like, all from the same neighborhood? All from the same neighborhood, yeah. Wow. Okay. And, and, you know, sometimes we'll have other dudes who pulled up from other neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we know them through school to kick All it right. with us next shit. So, yeah, it was cool. Nice. So are you still friends with any of them? Like, did you grow up? Like, you know, because, you know, people go their own separate ways when they become adults. How, how yeah, the friendships man. turn out? The ones that are not in prison, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll run into them every now and then, right. you know. Um, mm-hmm. Someone went to the military. Someone... Mm-hmm. Um, went to college, moved away. So everybody's definitely in their own little corner now. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So as I, I want to stay on friendship a little bit. What what role does friendship? So you're you're a musician, you're an artist. Um, what role does friendship play in your life right now? Is it having your friends important to to your craft, or are you like a loner, or what 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 role does it play? Man, a, a little bit of both because I feel like being a loner allowed me to develop a lot mm-hmm. faster, you know? Mm-hmm. Although they do say being around other people helps you sharpen up and develop. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me, being a loner and, like, spending time in my sanctuary helped me develop. But um, I think friends, I'm, I'm more open to friends now. Friends are very, very important. Um, I got homies everywhere just because of the power of the internet, bro. I got... I got two of my homies who I'm really, really tight with. My boy Cam and my boy Karen. They live in Houston and shit. And like, you just people like that. I can send them music, and they'd be like, "Bro, I don't like that hook. Tweak that hook or whatever." Or you hop on his verse. You know, we're just we're constantly feeding each other type shit. You know, gotcha, uh, right? We're right. shopping still type shit. Got you. And so, uh, uh, are they a part of your a part of your team, or are they just like people you lean on for like you know just feedback for crit- criticism? Yeah, no, just just uh, just homies who who do the same thing as me, you know. Like you want to be around the people who do the same as you, who do the same things as you, and um, it's tough. And it's not to shit on Massachusetts music, but like maybe because Massachusetts is such a small state, it's harder to find people that's actually like really good at this shit or like 
really dedicated to it. But I noticed like you leave Massachusetts and you'll find some fucking like really dope artists. So mm-hmm. um, they're more just so people that birds of a feather flock together type shit. You know? Got you. Got you. Yeah. All right. So like, I guess we can lean into the, the, the music side of it because, you know, like I said, you're an artist. Um, how is so we <laughs> side note, we already did a whole nother podcast. and We talked about your music and all that. But we yeah. talked about more so on that podcast, your songs, like your music making process. So yeah. now I feel like because this is a more personal podcast, I kind of want to dive into again, like the person behind the music. Right. Mm-hmm. So who would you say Zay, the artist is like if you just, you know, introduce yourself to the world, like who would you say you are? Who's your music for? Where does your music come from? Um. Shit, bro, that's that's really tough. Um, I know who I am, but I don't know who I make music for. Well, I know who I make music for because I, I see who responds to it. Because I, I guess I'm not really trying to make music for anybody. I just, um, I think creation and, and just creativity in general comes from having a, a deep curiosity, bro. And I feel like my whole life I always have. That's how you reverse engineer shit, bro. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so... My entire life, I feel like I've always been super curious and my love for music is so deep that that's carried me so far, bro. Like to this day, bro, like, yo, literally half, like halfway in my sleep, I'm I'm hearing the song Overjoyed by Stevie Wonder, bro. Really? <laughs> like shit like that, bro. <laughs> right, right. You know, right. and um, I just love music and part of that comes from, you know, like my mom and shit. But um, I'm starting to realize that my music does connect with like the average kid in the hood who maybe didn't go to prison, but he was around all that shit. And, you know, we all kind of went through the same shit, bro. He was, you know, messing around with different girls in high school, messing around with girls in college or whatever. You know, you just, you just a regular dude. You a human at the end of the day. And we all go through those struggles, whether it be family issues or just internal struggles, you know? Right. Right. Um, Sometimes you face issues with mental, mental health or whatever. Like I'm, I'm not talking about, shit that's out of reach, bro. I'm not talking about cars and, and jets and uh, you're not flossing. Right, right. Nah, because, yeah, because that's not me, bro. And I'm and if I was to rap about selling drugs, like niggas would come out the woodwork and be like, really? Like, really, bro? <laughs> yeah, on, bro. bro, we just playing cops and robbers at 10, <laughs> nigga. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, straight up, bro. So although I grew up around it and sometimes I might I might like mention things about it, I'll never be the type of person because you have I'll be real. There's dudes who who went to school every single day, never got in trouble, and then started gangbanging at 30. It's like, bro, what are you doing? At get a job. At, at fucking 30. 30, bro. Get a job, bro. Yeah, bro. That's <laughs> when you're supposed to be thinking about getting the fuck out. Started. Straight up, bro. Wow. But you have okay. people like that. I think it's the yeah. music or something that just influences people. But, like, I know exactly who I am, and I won't change that for nobody. So um, I, I, could, I could definitely see who the music is for, you know, who it resonates with for sure. Okay, and on that same vein, you kind of said it. Do you think your music? Do you think mu- not just your music, but do you think music in general influences people? Hell yeah, hell so, yeah. Okay, you you think it 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 it, it it's behind life decisions? Because you know, like we just talked about, you, you know, people that start to do you know gang shit at fucking thirty, like, and right. you think right. <laughs> right? It's wild to me, right? <laughs> but. I agree with you. I can see how music or not even just music, but the music in in combination with, you know, the shit you're surrounded by, it, it normalizes yeah. it. You know what I mean? It makes also, you think bro. 
this shit is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it's only music. I think music is probably the most powerful one, but it's really just just culture, bro. And like, if you really want to dive deep into it, like just the idea of toxic masculinity, you're not a man unless you got a pistol, bro. You know what I'm saying? Or like, facts. Like it, it, nobody wants to fight. Nobody wants to get knocked out. You're pussy if that happens. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you got to come back. Bro, I don't even watch sports like that, but look at Jay Moran, bro. Like, come on, dog. Oh, classic. I'm glad. Classic example. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing, bro? What are you doing, bro? <laughs> you made it. <laughs> like, yeah. Stop it. And you made the crazy, money, bro. <laughs> and the, the crazy part is, like, I don't. I didn't look into it. That whole thing. I just, you know, I saw the headline, so I'm a preface that by saying i don't really know i know like he flashed a gun and all that joint but Mm -hmm. it seems like he didn't come from that light it'd be one thing if you came from that lifestyle and you just you can't let it go it's still stupid but it'd be Mm -hmm. one thing if you come from that lifestyle you can't let it go and you're still trapped in that mentality yeah but it seems like he was never even in (laughs) in that lifestyle you know what i mean but yeah it's just People like that. All right, so I want to shift gears a little bit. You mentioned um, the role your mom played in uh, in your life, and another next part of what you want to talk about is just memories of your mom in the house. So let's. How was your relationship with your mom growing up? Um, I, I feel like with both my parents, we weren't very close growing up. weren't we weren't No, it was very. Okay. Um, very like strict, like nah, this is what you gonna do type shit. There wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of like warmth there type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like the influence of the shit I was around was, you know, still gonna be there. You know, because you're you're around it. Now we're a lot closer. For, hell yeah, right now. I think after moving away to college and just being away, we got so that time apart kind of, lack of better term, drew you guys in. Yeah, facts. Okay. Definitely. So now, as as a kid, like, are are there any memories that stand out? Or interactions between your you and your mom, good or bad? Any interactions that were good or bad? Yeah, that just yeah. just any any memories that you remember, like because you know how every once in a while, for no reason, a memory just pop in your head, like oh that one time. Is there anything yeah. anything that happened between you and your mom that you know that's kind of in your memory? Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> I'll talk about the good shit. <laughs> <laughs> let's, do, let's do the good shit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, man. Like, uh, my mom's a big sports fan, which is crazy because I'm not. I've never been. Really? Um, yeah, but, but I remember um, just pulling up and she'll just be kicking it. You know, she got a beer in her hand, bro. She watching a baseball game in the room, bro, <laughs> or watching a basketball game. <laughs> and it's just a vibe, bro. Like, just the energy in the room. I'm just sitting down watching the shit with her. And she's always been that type of person. Yeah, pretty much, bro. Wow. And and what about your dad? What's the relationship like with your dad? Um, that that one's a little a little uh, we're definitely not as close. Mm-hmm. You know, we're very we're very alike, man. We we used to go at it as kids, bro. When I was mm-hmm. a kid, type shit. So <laughs> it's a lot of butt heads. Yeah, hell yeah, bro. Um, maybe because we really alike, type shit, or you know, our parents had traumas and shit that they never healed. You know, because. The idea of healing trauma and mental health was taboo back then, you know. So they carry a lot of think about it, uh seventy years carrying the same mind state. Nah, this is just me. Right. This is right. just me. There's nothing I can do about it, you know? Right. So um we definitely bump heads a lot growing up, man, like borderline fist fight type shit. But Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. But um, you know, I try. I, I think about I, I wrote a verse the other day, man, just think about that shit. Like, bro, they get to that age where they could God forbid it can go, bro, within the next 10, 15 years. So it's kind of like maybe I should try to 
try to fix that. You know, mm. not trying to get too deep, but I feel like I'm hella no, deep. No, 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 no. Listen, man, this is what this it's a personal podcast. This is what it's for. I really, right. I appreciate it. So you, you kind of remind me of something or gave me a question. Uh, do you remember or can you recall at what? Because for me, I feel like I'm 30 now. I feel like I was. Around, I'm gonna say like after college, maybe like 25, 26. I feel like that's the age I was when I finally understood that my parents were humans. Like they weren't just people who, you know, made rules in my life or told me what yeah. to do. Like, because I feel like your whole childhood, you just see them as fucking law and enforcement, <laughs> right? <laughs> like yeah. This, yeah. they go whoop my ass if I don't fucking listen, or right. they say that so you do it. And I feel like in my around my mid twenties is when I was like, I was, especially my mom. I thought my mom like, oh, she had a whole life before I existed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like this was a human being. So, yeah. do you kind of recall uh, if that ever happened to you? Like, you started seeing them that way? Yeah, definitely, man. Just in a way of like, even like you're a kid, bro, and like you're like, damn, like your parents are they gonna rescue you whenever you need it type shit. Right. And then like you grow up and realize like, bro, they just as like their life is just as fragile as yours was when you was a kid. Like they just happen to take the role of your caregiver and hold it down no matter what. So you start to see their human, maybe through like illness or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you just like, damn, bro, like they, they really, they really people and everything they went through shape who they are. Just how everything you've been through is shaping you who you are every, every day, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, hell yeah. I'll talk and about it, that. Before. It's so funny you said it because it makes me conscious. Like I'm not a parent. I'm still on the wall if I want to be a parent, but it makes me so yeah. conscious of like if I do have a kid, like the shit I'm going through now is either gonna make me a fucking asshole parent or a great parent. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. so I was wondering if, if our parents during that time growing up, or if they had the luxury to think like, hey, these times are forming who I am. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna form how I raise my kids. It's gonna form like ultimately who they become, how they look at life. Yeah. How they make decisions, how they treat my grandkids, like you know what I mean? Thanks. Yeah. So all right. So let's um let's jump into the music. You ready to introduce your song? Yes, sir. My name is Zay. I'm an artist, producer, engineer from Lawrence. Um yeah, and the song I was thinking of was Smooth Operator by Sade.
why smooth operator sorry why smooth operator by Charday? um i feel like that was maybe it was just the melody or the chords of the song or her voice was like silk bro mm-hmm. so i feel like maybe that's why that song always stuck with me but um it's crazy because like years later my mom kind of slowed down on listening to music type shit, which I hate. I tell her all the time, like, what are you doing, bro? Like, get back to it. <laughs> what do you mean slow down? Like, she just doesn't listen to music? Yeah, not so much anymore. But before wow. it was, like, every single day type shit, you know? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I'm like, yo, what are you doing, man? Like, this shit is lit. Like, how could you <laughs> stop doing what you gave me type shit? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right. doesn't make any sense. But, um, like, I remember rediscovering the song maybe, like, 10 years ago again and, like, instantly just lit up my brain bro it's like damn bro like this brings me right back to those days where i would run in the crib and she's bumping that is that the best is that the best fucking feeling like when you hear a song and these fucking emotions and memories just flood back yeah exactly it's the best dude it's the best so how sorry go ahead no you good i was just gonna say um and it's crazy because you remember the emotions and memories but because you're a kid you may not understand what the song is about 100 percent you ever listen yeah. to some song you hear now like what the fuck like yeah, yeah. perfect example you know yeah. nelly's song oh fuck i think it's called clenchy grandma i'm going down down baby like you yeah. know that song's about a fucking drive-by yeah like if you listen to the lyrics he's talking about shooting some shit the fuck up bro like yeah. but the melody is so dope you're like you're a fucking kid you're like oh that shit's fire like <laughs> but you listen to the lyrics like this dude's trying to kill people like right. you know what That's i mean fact, but, but i was gonna say like so how how is your mom I mean to me it's obvious because I listen to your music, but how's how's your mom's love of music or choice of music? How did it influence you as an artist? Man, I think uh and I tell the people this shit all the time because I'm very analytical and self-observing and shit. So I, I try to see how things impact me and, and shape me or whatever. And bro, good music trains your ears. I noticed people who listen to bad music and a very niche type right. of music, they usually don't make great music. I feel mm-hmm. like when your range is, is wide enough, you have different sounds and textures because you absorb it in your subconscious and you recreate it. So it's kind of like I was having this conversation with my homie, like, like it's all dopamine, bro. Literally, it's dopamine. When you listen to really good chords that make you feel good. Your, your brain is flooded with dopamine, and now you want to hear that every time. You don't want to hear the bullshit. So I feel like that trains your ears, bro. It, it tunes your ears to really um, only search for beats like that. Or maybe uh, you learn how to craft melodies because now you have a subconscious in the back of your mind. Like, oh, shit, like uh, I heard this Marvin Gaye song. So now, like, subconsciously, you might try certain inflections he makes or, like, just shit like that. You know, it definitely right, impacts right. you. Yeah, 100%. And would you say, uh, how do I say this? Would you say the the way the music impacts you is a reflection of your upbringing? I, I know for me it is. I don't know about other people because, um, like, the shit that I grew up on was a little different from what most people did because I'm Dominican, right? Right. And, uh, you know, most Dominican people bump bachata, salsa, you know, you know, uh, regular shit like that. But my parents, they bumped a little, little tiny bit of it. But majority was like Michael McDonald, bro, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, Mariah mm-hmm. Carey, um, shit like that, bro. So 
I feel like, yeah, hell yeah, that, that definitely shaped me. I don't I don't know about other people. I don't know what they were listening to. Right. I discovered rap later. Say it again. I discovered rap later, so I really don't know like if I discovered rap first, it would Oh really? So when my... did you discover rap? Um, besides like the shit we were hearing on the radio as kids, you know, besides yeah. that. Cause I don't even count that. I'm talking about like when I got in there and started listening to albums type shit, you know? Yeah. So what were you listening to that made you like, oh, okay, I like this? Bro, I tell you straight up, man, my, my brother was in the military and shit. And he, uh, he was in Afghanistan. This was way back, probably like 2000, 2003, 2004. Mm-hmm. And he had a, a big ass packet of CDs. And he would be like, yo, don't don't touch nothing in my room when I'm gone. He'd be gone for years at a time, bro. <laughs> don't yeah. touch nothing in my room. Fact. Yeah. I'm a kid, bro. What? I'm that's, a, that's, that's, that's a classic sibling line, dude. Don't touch nothing in my room. <laughs> yeah, facts. I went in there and I, I grabbed the folder of CDs, bro. And the first CD I popped in was Street Disciple by Nas because I like the cover. You know, which, all remind sleep. me, what's the what's, which one's that? What cover was that? That's the one where they're all sitting on a, on a table like the Last Supper. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that shit just made me fall in love with the art of just rap type shit, and I started running up every single album in in his that he had in his catalog type shit. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. So, so that's so you fell in love with rap later on in your life. Now, before that, I know you kind of said the influences you have. Did your did your family ever have like tradition you said you're dominican right yeah did your family ever have like a tradition i don't know what traditional dominican music is or that culture but is there mm-hmm. did your family ever introduce it to that side musically like dominican uh, artists yeah. or just music in general very little very little um most of it was like i mentioned uh american shit because i think my grandfather i think he used to make music too i didn't really get to know him like that um and uh he listened to a lot of American shit. So that's kind of what we grew up on. But um, my mom did bump. She fucks with this one artist named Juan Luis Guerra, who's Dominican. But he's like the goat. He's like the goat of Dominican music type shit. So, like, yeah, I, I did I did bump a little bit. But it was very minimal compared to other people growing okay. up. Okay. You know? All right. Cool. All right, man. That's, that's really it, dude. Uh, so your mom... So the memory is you're playing kids with sorry, you're playing with your friends and your mm-hmm. mom's in the house bumping. And in the house she was bumping Smooth Operator Smooth Operator by Shotted, which is a great song, bro. Great song, bro. So when when I was talking to you to set up this interview, I completely forgot about the song. Like completely. <laughs> so when I was, you know, looking up the song and I heard like, you know, that was it the the horns coming and then mm-hmm. I was like, Oh shit. I do remember this song because even I have memories to the song. Like yeah, I was a memory, one hundred percent. I have memory as a, as a kid in Jamaica. So like, you know, um, at the time, you know, I'm fucking like there's like a, this Lexus SUV that my dad just had fucking imported from Japan. And the reason why I remember that car is because at the time, you know, it was just one CD at a time. Yeah. This shit had like the interchangeables. You can have like five CDs five in there. Yeah. yeah, bro. So <laughs> so I remember like every time we do road trips, mm-hmm. it'd be like three CDs guaranteed in that fucking CD deck. It's wow. Sade's album, Shaggy's album, and Celine Sweet. Dion, bro. Like them three. That's so on hard. the road on the road trips, they were just going through the albums and fucking smooth off a river. Right? One of the songs every time. So like I have that memory of like driving across Jamaica. 
Bro, I just literally like pictured that whole shit when you said it. Like That's I pictured the whip. Like in my head, the whip was probably tan colored. Yeah. And it was hot out. Yeah. <laughs> Windows I, down. Yeah. I pictured the whole shit when you said it. <laughs> Telling you, bro. This is, this is exactly why I do the podcast. Because like I feel like yeah. people don't understand the power of music, which was which is why I was talking about the influence earlier when we were talking. Mm-hmm. Is, I feel like people okay, maybe they understand, but I feel like people forget the importance of music in their life you know what i mean you yeah, forget how it symbolizes just milestones or not even not even things that are that important it's like just literally random snippet of memories in our life and yeah. you know what it plays to us so it's culture bro it's culture exactly. and and it's kind of like i equated to you know the 1500s uh leonardo da vinci and michelangelo like bro that was a stamp in time that's art bro and art lives forever and so does music good music at least but you get what i'm saying like it's it's way more important than we know bro like it's literally they you know they say uh they say bad art bad art um no good art imitates life Facts. you know it's a Facts. sign of the times it's a sign of like shit that's going on so like hell yeah it's important bro 100% michael jackson um, bro like I was I wasn't I had this my bad not to interrupt you but no like, no no go ahead go ahead you good I wasn't even conscious bro I wasn't even a thought to be a person when <laughs> Thriller came out bro like my parents I had a combo with my mom she's like yo the clubs in DR were turned when Thriller came out I was like wow here I am thirty years old still right. bumping Thriller off the wall and yeah. Thriller bro yeah like and I have no doubt that generations after us still gonna be bumping that shit. And so, okay, that's a good question. What do you think from from what's coming out now, in your opinion? Because you know everybody has their own fucking opinion. What do you yeah. think from now? Because we, like you said, Michael Jackson, like you know those classic artists, Beyonce, maybe even they're gonna be around lifetime, like sure. in the history books of the artists or songs. Now, what do you think people are gonna be listening to in like fifty years? Because I humbly feel like. Even the great artists, like, you know, the J. Coles, the Kendricks, mm-hmm. I feel like they, they'll they be around, but they won't they won't be a, a Michael Jackson level. Yeah, nobody nobody could be Michael you know? Jackson or Beyonce. We'll never have anybody like that again. Right. I think the only person who comes close is Drake, bro, to be real. Really? You think so? Hell yeah. Maybe. Hell yeah. Maybe. He, he can never so. be Michael Jackson either, because Michael Jackson's up here, bro. So... Yeah. I hear you, but I think that, um, yeah, bro, Drake is going to be, like, that one artist that you're going to bump 15, 20 years down the line, bro, straight I up. Mean, he has so many damn different songs, you might be right. <laughs> you yeah, might bro, be it was a right. 20-year run. It was yeah. a 20-year run, and every single song hit. <laughs> every can't miss. song hit. Can't. Yeah, so, do you think he can't miss because he's Drake, or is the songs actually good? No, he's a genius, bro. Oh, uh, he has he has a couple questionable songs, you know what I'm saying? That I don't particularly like. I didn't like Scorpion like that. Like there's, but there's songs on the album that I'm like they're really really good. But then there's other songs like, eh. but yeah, I, I think when it comes to like hits and like when he's in his bag, bro, he has so many that even when he falls short, it doesn't. Yeah, he's, right. He's such a phenomenal art. He's allowed. He's given grace to to experiment, which he does. Yeah, he clearly does. And you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yo, how do you feel about him? Um, because I know you Jamaican. How do you feel about him? Uh, you know, you know what I'm about to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Appropriating? Is it appropriating? Because I know he's from Toronto. I don't know, bro. 
so I always I've been asked this before, and I always before I answer, I always say I don't speak for all Jamaicans, right? Yeah. So in my opinion, I don't give a shit, dude. If anything, I I see it as he enjoys the culture, yeah. and you know, like I just said, he's given because he's such a great artist, he's given grace to experiment, and he experimented with dancehall music, and some of the shits was fire, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Now yeah, I don't know I don't know if he took advantage of Jamaican artists like what's his name Popcorn I don't know if he like didn't pay I don't know that part but yeah. just from the music the art I think he did great dude I have no complaints about it Yo but I could even argue I could I, I'm definitely I agree with you but then again I'm an outsider mm-hmm. but I could even agree with you that um because hip hop itself was birthed by Jamaicans and Puerto Ricans bro people Facts. don't realize that from the Bronx you yep. know what I'm saying Facts. so like. A lot of it comes from Jamaica, so it's kind of like it's so intertwined. It's just African culture, bro. It's right. so intertwined. But it goes back to like, is it Drake's job to to say that? Like, hey, like, like it would be cool. Don't get me wrong. It'd be cool if Drake said, you know, like this is where hip hop starts. I'm playing homage to blah blah blah, like mm-hmm. Kumo D, like all of like whatever. But is it Drake's job to just make music or educate? Like what are we, what are, what is what is he famous for? I don't go to Drake to learn some shit. I'm sorry, I don't. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> if I want to learn the history of music, I look it up or I go to somebody whose job like yeah. if I like like a KRS one, I would more listen to KRS one to learn something than Drake. No, that's a fact. That's that's my humble opinion. But because I don't expect Drake to, to make stuff like that. It's not what I'm going to Drake for. Nah, for sure, man. You, you know you're right, I mean? bro. Yeah. I, feel, I feel the same way, man, and I enjoy it more because there's less pressure, there's less preachy, less. And I love Cole and Kendrick. Mm-hmm. I love them a lot, especially Kendrick more. Like I'm a Kendrick stand, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sometimes the 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 message behind it, like it feels a little like, damn, like I want to listen to something that does, it's not as deep. I yeah, I know what you deep. mean. I know what you it's mean. It's real. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you know, like like Drake, he can get in his bag and talk about some real shit yeah. that we can relate to about women and relationships. Especially if you're out here in the dating scene, bro. Like, you get it. It's rough out here, bro. Bro, dating pool got pee in it, bro. <laughs> got pee in it. Yeah, bro. It's rough out here, man. It is fucking rough out here. Big time, man. All right, my brother. I want to thank you again for coming on. Um, the mic is yours. Anything you want to promote or just say to the people? Um, shit. Thank you for having me, bro. Um, new music on the way. We're working on a project. And um, I'm really excited because I haven't dropped the project, well, a full album. Oh, nice. Like, I was about to ask. So it's an album, not an EP? It's, yeah, it's an album. Nice. It's an album. It's full nice. length, um, like about 10, 11 songs. We're still debating on the last two couple songs. Mm-hmm. But um, my first full length album in what? Well, how long was 2018 ago? Almost five years. Yeah, five years. Five years ago, bro. Yeah, so yeah. I'm really, really excited about it. Because a lot of I don't know if you ever been to a show or anything, but mm-hmm. um, you should come out to the next one. Where is it? I don't have a show lined up yet, but um, mm-hmm. when I do, bro, I'll holla at you. I'm really I, bad at promoting. I just post a flyer. I'll be want to. I'll be want to text you like, bro, say more. <laughs> like on yeah. Instagram, like you promote your stuff. Like obviously, I see it, but yeah. I feel like, and maybe again, I'm not an artist. I'm just this is my humble opinion. Yeah. Like. I feel like as an artist these days, you I feel like you almost gotta fucking live on social media, like especially yeah. as an artist coming up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like you gotta live on social media. So sometimes I see you post stuff, I'll be like, "Bro, 
you gotta say more, bro. Like, put the camera yeah. in your face and say more. Hey, even that's not your style, that's fine. But yeah, you have it to, is bro. what it right. is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, my, my thing is like, um, I understand this era is different, bro. Like, you know, mm-hmm. going back to the music, uh, I heard people say that if Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson dropped. 10, 10 albums in 30 years. If he did that now, he would flop because it's just this hyper. This Well, he I don't know if he would flop, but he wouldn't be as big as he it is. It would 100%. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. because it's a hyper, hyper content world. If the minute you're not posting and promoting yourself, you're forgotten forget about it. Yeah, yeah you forgot it yeah. within a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's why I say what I said is like, because I know how it is in these times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even for example, if it was back when like when 50 came out, right? Like. Yeah. You could do the if you can do the you know post what do you call it posting ghosts you can do that yeah. as yeah. an artist now I feel, I feel like you can't you're only major major artists are allowed the grace to do that you know what I mean it's a fact and I can't wait for that because I really despise social media bro oh bro <laughs> if I wasn't doing this podcast or traveling I would be in that shit I, I don't blame you bro shit whack shit is not good for you shit is not good for you. All right, my brother. Um, sorry, I I interrupted. What were you saying? Plug in. No, you good. Um, I was just saying, uh, getting ready to drop a, a new album. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure when because we still kind of adding finishing touches on it. But um, I'm excited because whenever I've done shows, a lot of songs I perform, bro, are like five, six years old. So mm-hmm. this is gonna be a fresh batch of music that I can perform for a while. You know what I'm saying? Nice, nice. So I'm I'm really excited, bro. All right, and then uh, last question. This is just for me, just because I want to know: Is there sure. anybody you're working with that you're excited about? Yeah, yeah, the homies for sure, bro. Mm-hmm. The homies, um, shit. Uh, my boy, nineteen ninety five. He's a producer for a majority of my shit. Um, not just because he's my homie. Even before he was my homie, mm-hmm. he's just a god tier producer, bro. Like he's been in rooms with some really amazing fucking artists, bro. And it makes sense because he's amazing. And uh, then also. Some of my homies I got on the album, my homie Dariel Lamont, my homie Geo Genesis, my homie Cam, um, my homie Tino. Um, yeah, bro. Like, just those are the, that's my tribe pretty much. You know, these are artists that I met online and then we eventually linked up, made music in person. And uh, yeah, bro, kind of wanted to shout them out for helping me with the album and all of that. So, All right, work. All right, my guy. Thanks for coming on, my man. Thank you. I appreciate you having me, dog. All right, bro. We talk later. All right, for sure. Stay up, bro. Cool. All right, bye.